Live from the Journeys Group Studio, this is Taking Care of Business. Good day, this is Tommy Pate. And this is George Pate. Taking Care of Business. Today is our uh, annual show that doubles as our Christmas and New Year show. Yep, depending on uh, when you're listening to this, we will end by saying Merry Christmas or Happy New Year. And note we say Merry Christmas, not Happy Holidays. I'm not going to get into that, but I could. I think you just did. You're right, I did. Uh, anything new and earth sharing to talk about before we get into our show? Given that this is about Christmas, uh, no, I'm uh, I'm in a I'm in a reasonably good mood. Um, actually, no, this is the week before Christmas, so I'm in a this is the week before Christmas when we're, we're recording this, so I'm in a great mood. So, uh, no, I got nothing to uh, rant and rave about. Um, it's cold. Christmas is a few days away. Um, Mom's got the Christmas treat snack table out at the house uh, that I have already raided several times. Yes, I noticed that. Yes, we have. We have a uh, Christmas is a really big deal in our house. I mean, that's 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 kind of like saying um, the sun is is is, uh, is hot, is warm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's um it, it's a really really big deal in our house. I mean, we go all out, and every year. Um, uh, my mom has a, a little car table she sets up with all sorts of Christmas goodies and snacks. So anytime I, I swing by the house for whatever reason, some of the snacks just happen to go missing. I, I don't I don't I don't think there's a correlation there. But um. no, uh, let's introduce ourselves because I have several Christmas, New Year's anecdotes yes. that we need to get into. My name is Tommy Pate. I'm a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group. And I'm George Pate. I'm a financial advisor with the Journeys Group. We are an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aden, just a little bit outside of Greenville, North Carolina, although soon to be in Wonderville because we're building our offices. Yep. Uh, our phone number is 252-746-6785. Again, that's 252-746-6785. You can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www dot the com. our website has a variety of uh financial articles that rotate on it regularly uh it has the um upcoming events which i think our next upcoming event would be the state of the markets which is in late january a webcast web um yeah webcast webinar thank you Mm -hmm. um it has our contact information and our schedule if you want to get uh on our calendar has links to youtube uh instagram facebook and last but not least, it has the podcast Taking Care of Business there, archived. So if you miss the show and want to go see it, that's the place to go get it. But covered all that. Uh, I believe so. All right. Let's talk about this time of year. Uh, one of my pet peeves is to see Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas. This is Christmas. This is the birth of Jesus Christ. If that is offensive to you, I don't care. Uh, it's offensive to me when you don't acknowledge that it's the birth of Jesus Christ. George, define hope. Hmm, sprung that on me. Um, I think hope is the the belief that something will come, something good will come. It, it is the um, expect or not not the belief; it's the expectation that something good will happen or something good will come according to the dictionary hope is a feeling or expectation and desire for a certain outcome to occur so you were close yeah 
Now, as a CFP, when I design a financial plan, it's based on hardcore numbers. It's not based on hope. Mm-hmm. Our hope and our expectation is that the client will do his or her part by putting the money in, saving the money, uh, the, that kind of thing. We can only present the plan, and we hope that the client takes care of business. Oh, that was a, what a great what a great idea for a radio show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a great radio name. Now, here's the cool part about this time of year. We don't have to hope this time of year. Yeah, hope is an expectation, meaning it hasn't happened yet or we don't know that it will happen. We are just hoping that it will happen. And we know it did. Yeah, it already we don't, did. We don't have to hope for anything yeah. anymore. Um, if you look at the Christmas story, and this is really interesting to me or really pertinent to me, um, at the time of Christ's birth, the probably the lowest caste in the land were the shepherds. Uh, they were they lived out with the sheep. They didn't come into town. I suspect their personal hygiene was quite suspect. Well, along with some other um, questionable behaviors. With yeah, I mean they they were just they were nobody wanted to be with the shepherd. If you weren't a shepherd, you did not hang out with the shepherds. I mean they were um, they were the lowest caste. They were dirty. They were they lived with the sheep all the time. I mean nobody wanted to be around them. And yet, the first people on earth that knew of Christ's birth were the shepherds. Now, to me, and bear in mind, I'm not a theologian. I'm not a minister. I'm just a person. To me, that is an open invitation that no matter who or what you are or what you have done or what you will do, that Christ wants you at the manger. Well, I think more importantly than that, Christ came to save the lowest of the low. He he did, he came to heal the sick. Well, it doesn't. I, I think it doesn't. It doesn't preclude anyone. Yeah, that that's yeah, that's. that's uh, exactly in other words, right. I, I'm sure a lot of people out there go. Um, well, um, you know, that may be true, but I'm too bad a person or I've made too many mistakes or, um, you know, there's no room for me. And and the, the, the thing is, those of you that have children uh, know that there's um, you, just, you would do anything for your children and that regardless of the mistakes or uh, pitfalls they fall into, uh, you aggressively pursue them always to take care of them. Well, the person that was born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago was proof of that being aggressively pursued. Now, you think about God, supreme being, everything. And for some strange reason, he chose to make the earth with human beings on it. And then when he saw that experiment wasn't working out very well, he sacrificed his own son, sent his own son to be sacrificed, I should say. So when you are looking at Christmas, I want you to think, um, try to think past the turkey and the ham and the family coming in and the presents or the goodies, uh, the lights, the bells, the whistles. And I want you to think about the greatest gift that was given to you. And that was the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, Christmas, unfortunately, has become giftmas, not Christmas. And I was listening to a um, uh, 
Bible study thing this morning. I do every morning. And it was really interesting. The, the, the minister or the pastor that was doing the talk said, you think about this. Suppose you went to a Christmas party, I mean, to a birthday party. And you bought a present for every person at that party, except for the one whose birthday it was. And that would be frowned upon, to say the least. But isn't that what we do at Christmas? We get so focused on buying presents for everybody else that we forget the birthday boy. That was... um. That's pretty uh, pretty yeah, striking. It was a striking revelation to me. I went, man, I never thought about that. You almost have to hit the pause button and sit there and, <laughs> and, and think about that for yeah, a second. I mean, you know? so at Christmas, you give a gift to every person there except for the one whose birthday it is. Except for the, the, the whole reason the, the season, ex- that the holiday exists. So we're so focused on everybody around us that we forget – you know, the, you hear the phrase "the reason for the season," but we forget why this, why the holiday even exists, and we totally ignore that. At our household, we have a little ritual where we, um, <laughs> and this was started. Uh, long, don't know how long ago. Yeah, how, but, how old are you now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the night before we, everybody goes their separate ways and goes to bed. We read the Christmas story out of the Bible. Um, the next morning, when we have breakfast. We light a candle and sing happy birthday to Jesus. Now, this sounds like, oh, you're a deeply profound Christian family. But that's all we do. Yeah. And it's more of habit than it is. I wish I could tell you it was like the highlight of the day, but it's more of habit than anything else. Yeah. And so it's so easy to to get away from the fact that – <clears throat> hope and certainty was born January twenty, uh, December 25th. Now, one of the many things my wife collects concerning Christmas is manger saints. And we have, I don't know, 40 plus manger saints. Just say, I think collect may be, may be a bit of an, under, it, it's just, it's one, like I said, Christmas is a big deal. She's got, and she's gotten them from all over the world, which is uh, yeah, it, a, a it, pretty, like she's got one from Israel, which is a pretty, pretty neat, mm-hmm. you know? The most recent one was from Alaska. From Alaska, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so we are surrounded in our household by remembrances or reminders of Christ's birth. And it doesn't slow us down. It's still giftless. Um, Several years ago, my wife and I went to Israel. And we saw, obviously went to Bethlehem in Jerusalem. And we saw um, where Jesus was born. We saw where um, uh, where he was crucified. Uh, we saw it all. And I think it's a trip that everybody needs to take because that re- really brings it home is that this this was a human being that died for us. Well, and, and that these places are real. They're not just it, – it's not just a story that you read in, in a book it, it, that he was real. These places are real. You can go to them. You can see it. They're still – historical evidence of it because um, i remember when y'all came back you said traveling to all those places really kind of hammered home how close they all were yeah or it just it really kind of brought life to the bible so you know what can we do about this well if you have young children <clears throat> or excuse me or you have young grandchildren let's start incorporating jesus back into christmas and let's let's talk to them about 
um, the the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah, why, why we even have Christmas? We have a, a one of my many major scenes that we have. My wife, we have a major scene that Ginger bought several years ago. Uh, in case you ever have grandchildren, that is made of hard plastic and it's designed for children to play with. Yeah, it's like a um, almost yeah. like a uh, like a Fisher, Fisher Price, Price almost. Yeah. 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 So as you approach the holidays and you approach the beginning of next year. I really would like for you to focus on what the just true meaning is. Focus on the fact that, I mean, just kind of take yourself back to the stable and think about a brand new baby shivering because it's a cold night. And he and his mom and dad are in a cave. Jesus was born in a cave. Yeah, yeah. A stable was just, a, just a hole in the wall, yeah. And it was cold. Now, try to get this in your brain. <laughs> God sent a portion of himself down to earth to suffer as a human being. Well, and not just as a human being, but as the most vulnerable of a, a, that a human being can possibly be, as a newborn infant. But God chose to place himself in a cave on a bed of straw, naked, shivering because it's cold and he did it for you and for me and for george he did it for all of us so when you think of your heroes in life would they be willing to make that kind of sacrifice for you your parents might but that's all if you can embrace this and bring it home to your heart 2023 will be a much easier year. Uh, we actually encourage people to try to get this aspect of their life uh, locked in before we worry about budgeting and stuff. Let's look at some of the symbolism of Christmas. Um, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> George, what is the, why do we have an evergreen tree for Christmas? The evergreen tree never uh, never dies. It never stops producing leaves. It never stops blooming. It's the the symbol of uh, everlasting life. What are the lights on the tree for? It was to represent the light that Jesus brought to the world. It was he was the light in the darkness. It was a very dark world, a very sin filled dark world, and um, he was the light to the world. Uh, the star. The star of Bethlehem, you know, to, to represent the, the shining star that was the sign for uh, the shepherds and the magi, the wise men, um, along with, again, Jesus being the, the light of the world. The wreath? The wreath is, again, an, a, a symbol of, of endless love. It, it never, um, it's a circle. A circle has no start and a circle has no end. So it's a, it's a symbol of endless love and everlasting life, forgiveness, grace, you name it. The turkey? It tastes good. I I don't know why. I don't good, know. Why. I just thought that. Okay. Anymore, <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm, a, me, I'm more of a ham person myself, but that's um, true. But I can see how turkey would be traditional. I don't believe in any in none of the major scenes that we have. I don't think there's any turkeys or pigs, which, quite frankly, I think is is a, is a mistake because I'm sure they were there. Well, it's because they'd already been slaughtered for dinner the next day. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, that's a depressing. That took, that took a dark turn. Anyway, <laughs> um, why do we give presents to each other? My guess would be the Magi set the set the example. They came mm -hmm. and brought gifts to Jesus. Mm 
Do you think they brought gifts for Mary and Joseph or just for Jesus? No, they brought them specifically for the baby. Because the, there's a joke that if it had been wise women, they would have brought diapers, casseroles, you know, stuff that was um, pertinent. But I, but I think I think they – I mean, the Bible says they brought it for the baby. I mean, they're bringing embalming perfumes and gold for a baby. But it was, it was because – A little foreshadowing there. It is, but it's also because they <clears throat> recognized – who and what this baby was they may not have fully understood but they recognized that this was no normal baby that this was that that i mean the, the angel appeared to them they followed the star and found a baby at the end of the star so regardless of if they knew who or what jesus was they knew there was some that he was something to be celebrated and yet we somehow we've taken that and have taken the present concept and said we're going to reward ourselves not Jesus. And some people out there that are cynical would say, well, he's God. He has everything already. And so I would say to you, that is exactly right. So explain to me why he came down in a freezing cold cave to be born. Yeah, if he's got everything, why does he pursue us so aggressively? I mean, if he's – you're right. He does have everything. So explain to me why he would come down, make himself the most vulnerable he could ever be. And pursue us in pursuit of us so aggressively. What does all this have to do with financial planning? Like you just said a minute ago, this is kind of the the foundation of not just financial planning, but of your life. If 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 you are stressed and worried about money, in in this case, we're going to talk about money. If you are stressed to the max, worried about how you're going to pay bills, worried about money, worried about whatever it is with your finances. Take a look at take a look at your faith first. Um, have you accepted Jesus? Have you knelt at the altar? Have you knelt at the manger? Okay, let's say you have. If you haven't, that's the first place to start. If you have, take a look at the way that you're living. Are you doing what God has called you to do? Are you tithing like you ought to? Are you Take st- you know we talked last week about taking stock of your your fi- your finance your financial plan. All right, great time around Christmas time. Take stock of your relationship with Jesus. Are you doing everything that you can possibly do to grow closer to Him and to live for Him? And I would submit to you that most of us, and I'm talking to me as well. I'm talking I'm talking to me primarily here. Are probably not doing everything that they can do on a daily basis. I know I don't. I mean I I screw up every day. But that's the foundation of, of peace, not just in your finances. So that's not to say that if I accept Jesus right now, if I, if I have not accepted Jesus and I, and I accept him right this second, all of my worries and, and problems are going to go away. He never promised to do that. What he promised was that we would not have to walk through them alone. All right. So if I'm worried about money and I give it I give it to God and I, I hand it over, I give my life to him and I, I hand all of my worries over. And I'm doing the the absolute best I can living for him, doing my part and everything. If I've got the God of the the creator of the universe in my corner that's backing me up, I, what what is there to worry about? I mean that and that sounds that sounds so flippant and is much easier said than done, but that's the reality. And that and that's what he wants. Yeah. I would say to uh, to all of us that um, we're the innkeeper. The innkeeper made a decision that night about money. His thought probably was that here are uh, 
poor couple. There's no way they can afford to stay here. So it was a very quick gut reaction. And he basically saw people as a commodity. Mm-hmm. He did not see a young man and woman with a baby on the way. He, he just saw money. He didn't see people as people. He saw them as a number. So how many of us are innkeepers? How many of us um, don't make time for Christ? Um, how many of us are shepherds doing our own thing, uh, somewhat outcast, very tribal, and it takes a screaming uh, chorus of angels to, to wake us up? How many of us have a star in our lives? There's something tugging at us, trying to take us in a new direction, and we keep we keep trying to ignore it. Um, those of you out there that have have successfully made the transition to letting Christ be the center of your life, if you can do that and maintain it, that's the hard part is maintaining it. Mm-hmm. Um, people will notice it. People will notice something different about you. And so here for the next two weeks, Christmas and New Year's, I want you to think about this. Don't buy balance your checkbook, but think about this. <laughs> you have the opportunity to join forces with the entity that made the universe. You have the opportunity to guarantee yourself eternal life. You have the opportunity, as George said, to have the most powerful entity ever known in your corner, believing and fighting for you. And your checkbook pales beside all of this. Yeah. Um, So you have a choice the next two weeks or every day, really. You can be an innkeeper. You can be a shepherd. You can be a chorus of angels. Um, I feel fairly certain that the chorus of angels had a much better existence than the shepherd and the innkeeper did. Do you think the innkeeper ever felt remorse about what he did with Mary and Joseph or just taking care of business as normal? Nothing new. I don't know. I was, I was actually just sitting here thinking about this because I wonder if he would ever know the implications of, of what he had done, if, if he was ever aware. And, it, and there's no way of knowing that, but I wonder if he was ever aware later who he had turned away. So all right, how many of us have a knock at our door and Christ asking to be let in and we're too busy to pay? We don't recognize that. We're, we're, too, busy, we're too busy worrying about money. Mm-hmm. To say, Jesus, I ain't got time for that right now. I'm, I got I got other things I got to worry about because that's I mean that's a great analogy, especially bringing it back to to what we do here. Well, and you wonder about I mean I've often wondered about. Okay, he tells this young couple, "No, you we don't have any place to go." <clears throat> Does he just go back to being or right back to sleep? Who wrote that song? Um, there's a song about the innkeeper. Who who? Yeah, there's who, a song called uh, "Just a Girl." Yeah, that's what it is. Um, yeah, is and he it, goes back to bed. And his wife said, "Who is that?" He said, "Oh, it's just, oh, it's a, just girl. a girl." Yeah. yeah, just a girl and her husband. Uh, um, don't be the innkeeper. Be the angels. Scream to the heavens what 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 is there. 
take this Christmas and this New Year's and start some new traditions with your family that are focused on Jesus Christ. Um, if you, those of you that are parents, it's your responsibility to um, integrate your children into this. Um, you have an opportunity to celebrate a day of unmitigated, absolute joy, a day that guaranteed you eternal life. My father died 32 years ago. I am looking forward to hugging his neck one day. <laughs> but without that Christmas morning, I couldn't do it. Now, please don't get me wrong. I'm not even remotely close to being perfect. When I get up Christmas morning, I'm thinking about presents <laughs> and thinking about food. I'm yep. not thinking about Jesus. But we need to start doing that. And you've heard us say time and time again over the years we've had this show that if nothing else works, turn your finance over to Jesus. And I would say to you, turn your entire life. Make that day, be it Christmas Day or New Year's Day, the beginning of a new relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah, don't make it just a don't 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 make the warm fuzzies go or don't let the warm fuzzies go away just because it's not Christmas anymore. Make it a make it a lifestyle. Because it's there. I mean, it's waiting every day for you. Um, if if we can help, if you just want to chat about this, if you just need a word of encouragement, um, call us, 252-746-6785. Hear the music. we got to get out of here. We'd like to wish everyone, all of our listeners, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Look forward to visiting with you in 2023. This is Tommy Pate. And this is George Pate. Taking care of business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC registered investment advisor.